listening to you're listening to you're listening to you're listening to Kenny you're listening you're listening to active fm to active fm to active fm to active fm Boneka on Active FM known as DJ Aqua uh, but then either way uh, we can do this um, so if you can just start introducing yourself to our listeners on Active FM so excited to have you all the way in South Africa and yeah so let's go so my name is Cassandra Lauren Gordon I am a multidisciplinary artist that means I'm multi passionate about multiple things but the main thing what I do is jewelry, fine jewelry. So gold, diamonds, sapphires, anything which is precious jewelry. That's what I do mainly. All right. Um, I'm like so excited about all the other things. So um, I was looking at your jewelry. It's amazing. I was actually on your Instagram page. I'm like, my goodness. So it's proper, like, um, so it's proper gold, diamonds and all of that. Okay, so what inspired? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you're a multidisciplinary. I had to say that. I had to learn that word, um, artist. But what inspired the whole? What what made you go into jewelry and then choosing that as your niche? Well, I started about ten years ago. I did um, a course in silversmithing, how to make a silver ring, and I made this like silver and amber ring, and I just loved it. And I thought that is what I want to do. I can't explain it. It was just a thing, yeah. a feeling. I just put my hands together and I thought that jewelry meant love because my parents um, come from Jamaica and they're not like typical parents like, hey, I love you, kiss a kiss, yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so yeah. once they give me, I remember when I was nine years old, my mom gave me a gold locket and I felt, oh, I felt really loved. I felt like, you know, she saw me as, her, her, as a little woman. And every time, it seems like every time I've done something good, my mom gives me a piece of jewelry. So I'm thinking, hmm, jewelry equals love or jewelry equals, you know, good things or strengthening relationships. And I want to pass that on when I make a piece of jewelry for someone else. I want people to have a good feeling, which can last for a lifetime or many lifetimes because you can always pass down jewelry and stuff like that. Yes, I'm all right. That's amazing. I love that. Um, I'm like completely not a jewelry person. I'm sure I have stats, but after this, you'll probably convert me and I'll have rings and everything. But I, I love that. I love how you went into because I mean, I also grew up, um, so we're not a affectionate, they tag each other, you know, type of family. But when you explain it like that, you say, you know, there's just like a symbolism that goes in there. Um, they also said that you obviously explore themes of identity heritage and relationships uh, which is something you've just touched on a little bit but I want you to go deeper into that I mean I saw you've got a lot of collaborations as well um, on your Instagram page I just want to you know bring that in how has this whole jewelry business um, gotten you into these different relationships and connections well I always see as the emotional manifestation of like a thing a being like jewelry is a thing which you can it's wearable art something you can always wear but encapsulates memories relationships and how you feel about yourself and how you feel about your body and i'm always interested of that like when someone wears something if it's a wedding ring or if it's gifted why did they do it and what is the legacy what they're going to pass on so most of my work is looking at 
when I say multidisciplinary, like film, like I've just had um, a film called Gemstones and um, um, Lessons in Unconditional Love. And that was at the London Independent Film Festival. And I just right. literally interviewed black women in the UK talking about their jewelry and, and how they pass on their heritage and legacy. Those things, I don't know, it just interested me. I think jewelry is a very good storytelling tool, which yeah. often mm. gets, um, it, it's not always see, seen that way. So I'm really passionate of changing jewelry culture. It's not just a pretty shiny thing. It's more than that. All right, that's amazing. I mean, you know, they say girls and diamonds and best friends, and there's like been this thing, you know, of um, jewelry and girls, but it's almost not a good thing. It's almost looked down upon, as in, you know, um, that's what we're chasing and that's what we're after. You know, they say gold diggers and money and all that type of stuff. So when you are now bringing jewelry into this light, how are we going to avoid that? You know, so us as women now are going to loving diamonds, loving gold and saying, listen, I'm for this. But how do we get away from the gold digger jewelry all about diamonds to this sentimental, you know, a deeper meaning to it instead of just flesh and yeah. So it's all about the person. Let's start with the person. So I don't do a lot of bust down jewelry. So I don't know if you know what bust down means. It's a bit of cloak, you know, like the big ice and the big thing what lots of yeah. celebrities would, you know, or rappers would wear. Yes, yes, I can yes. make it. I've made a few things, but it's, you know, so I have two bits of my business. So one of it is the bespoke, whatever you want, I will make. And then I have my own personal brand, Cassandra Golden Jewelry. So to make it more conceptual and what more meaning, I don't always have to use diamonds. I use a range of different um, stones, which people wouldn't always think is fashionable. It doesn't have to be the top yeah, okay. three rubies, sapphires and diamonds. So I use lots of quartz, citrines, um, topazes, different things like that. And the thing is, before I even design a piece of jewelry, if it's for my own personal um, brand, what is the story? How yeah. can, from the design process, from when I wear it, and how can someone talk about it very, very sim simply? That is what I always think about. So, you know, there's some jewelry pieces where I don't even have a gemstone in because I want someone to really think about the jewelry. So one of the jewelry pieces, what I've got an award for in the jewelry Oscars in the UK was, um, I should be a really good saleswoman, shouldn't I? I'm not really good. I, sh I should have a piece of jewelry on. I have, I have a few that studs in. I should, I should see, you see, because like the love of jewelry, right, is so there that I didn't even, you know, wear it anyway, but it doesn't even have a piece of, um, it doesn't even have a gemstone in it. It just tells a story. So it has a light bulb, it's a small light bulb, and it's got cornrows on, so like braids on. And that yeah. is a symbolism of like diversity and unity. I know I'm a black woman and I've got braids, but in most cultures, a free strand braid is done in yeah. most cultures. Our white counterparts and other counterparts have braids in their hair yeah. in some capacity. So it's like celebrating diversity and inclus inclusivity, human, our human DNA, like we're all human beings and we need to wake up to those type of things. And I did, and I designed that in 2020 when the world was a bit yeah. crazy, oh, yeah. Um, especially towards people of colour. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so just to just sum up everything what I'm saying, I. You don't have to go through the bling bling route. People love that. I know I've watched like uh, reality TV shows in South Africa. Yeah. Uh, I think the ones recently, um, is it the young, famous and African? Yeah. Um, yes. The reality TV show. I know they're really into yeah. bling. And you know, I don't want to pass like any harsh judgment on people. You, it's, jewelry is a way 
of expressing yourself. So if, if they want to live that life and have that big life, they do that. But there's some people, especially in Britain, some people are quite understated. So I, I make quite yeah. quiet but loud jewelry as well. Yeah. Sure. All right. That's amazing. Now you alluded to your form, and that was my next question. Um, so you were, I didn't even know it was out um, already. So you did a form, and you know, when we read up about you, you're doing a form on jewelry and heritage. I mean, this has literally just linked you from jewelry to art. Now you're in film. How did that come together? How did that whole project come into play where you are now actually producing and doing this whole film? How did it come together? How, you know, I just want to know the whole story. Okay, so the reason I want to do it. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. I'll tell you, sure, sure, sure. So the reason why I did this film was to just highlight black British women and legacy because sometimes the black or African kind of um, discourse talking about ourselves is always seems to be skewed to African Americans, yeah. not really yeah. the diaspora and different places where it's a bit different. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I want you just to like have an oral history about black women, black British, British women in a very uh, normal, nice light because I've just yeah. seen too many stereotypes and stuff like that. And also, sometimes people don't talk about what they want to pass on to their daughters. And in lockdown, I lived with my mum. I went to, you know, help her out in lockdown, um, in the first bit of lockdown. And I was having so much memories of like, oh, you remember sometimes you say, oh, I don't, I don't want to be like my mum. I don't want to take that from your mum. And I realised, actually, I took a lot of her, actually. Yeah. She, I, yeah. I inherited I inherited a lot. So I just was thinking, talking to all these black mothers and daughters and pairs, what did they inherit? What, what are the gems did they learn from their mom or what gems did they mm, leave out? Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what the film kind of explores. If I want to get the film, if I want to watch the film, so now listeners are actually a bit more like, oh my word, I love this. Where do we get it? Is it available in South Africa? Uh, well, how do we get it? It's not online. It's just, it's going through the festival routes. So I'm not putting it online yet until I do the festival route. Um, okay. Because sometimes if you put it online, festivals won't want to show it because it's not exclusive. So it's going through the, the festival kind of route at the moment. Okay. But I have a little clips so on my Instagram if you want to see little sections. Um, I have a few um, small trailers on my Instagram so you can look about it there. Oh man, so that's all we're getting so far in South Africa. Well, we're going to have to stick to the clips and something else. And, that and, and, and also, the whole, also the whole world, the whole world. So maybe if there's a film festival in South Africa who's interested in these, let me know and it can be shown. Yeah, so yeah, okay. trying to get more into the, like, the, the festival yeah. routes, yeah. Okay, no, we definitely will be on the lookout for that. And if there's anything, we'll shout and say yes, because I'm very excited. I love the whole thing that you said, you know, with obviously with the moms. And I also used to say that there's little things where you're like, I will never be like that. But as you're growing, as you literally said, I'm like, yep, there's so many traits even in myself. Where I'm like, oh, that's a little bit like my mom. And it was something when you were younger, um, you didn't even like. But as you're growing older, you actually figure out that these are actually beautiful things and traits that you're getting. So another thing that is the, my hair won't be silenced. I mean, every girl, you know, I read about this and I got just, I, I saw you on and you're coming on with braids and things like that. I was like, I should have came on with my Afro or something. What was that all about? My hair won't be silenced. That was a campaign what I did with um, Pantene, which is a hair and, company yeah. and they have, um, this kind of 
I don't know, collection or hair for Afro hair, right? They have this hair kind of, I don't know, I'm going to say supplements or I don't know, hair conditioning to help Afro hair in whatever state yeah. it is in. So sometimes I don't know how it is in South Africa, but sometimes in the UK and the US, sometimes with black people's hair, it's so political, isn't it? So, you mm. know, sometimes, you know, you feel self-conscious wearing an afro people say things even if i change my hair to a different color or you know sometimes some people make some comments which are not really helpful and yeah. so it's just my hair won't be silenced like for black women they should wear their hair how they want to without yeah. feeling away or feeling discriminated in the workplace at home wherever so um that was a good campaign just to show your hair won't be silenced wear it loud and proud wear it how you want to don't don't care what people say and let black women have the freedom to express themselves through their hair. Their, their hair is their crown, so. I love that. I love that. I mean, literally, uh, you're standing up for all the things that matter. I mean, your hair and the jewelry go so well together. And I love that you're linking all of this to obviously your identity because um, if I don't know who I am and all of that stuff, I mean, I can't really even represent those things um, so well. So now to the black girl, to the any girl, you know, it doesn't even have to be a black girl because, I mean, we've got a everybody listening to acts of a fam um if there was just one thing you would like to say to that girl that is listening to this interview you know who i mean for me I, you have to talk to me first to just start like jewelry but we're not talking about myself but to the girl who's listening to the show and say my word i look up to Cassandra. i wish i could do something like that um what would you say to her to build up her confidence to build up you know her self-esteem to build up the fact that you know and her identity who she is and all of that is okay have good people around you who understand you and trust your sure. gut those are the two things i've learned that the hard way because sometimes in this life especially instagram life people look on, yeah. oh my god that person's got a birkin they're living their best life they're having all this yeah. stuff but life is doesn't work like that for everybody so having people who good social capital people who understand you who are there for you not just when you know things are going well and things are not going well and i think in 2020 2021 you know with the covid and stuff like that you really think about who you spend your time with and who are your friends and who are, who is your family and if you need to cut off family you need to do that so making sure the people around you are really there for you and if not, love them from a distance. Yeah. And the second thing I said about, is about trusting your gut. Sometimes, mm. because sometimes if you're not secure with yourself and you don't believe in yourself, you ask everyone's opinion. I mean, ask, oh, yeah. should, should I do this, should I do this? And then they tell you mm. the opposite. I mean, oh man, I should do it. And in, in decisions, if, if yeah. trust your gut and just do it anyway, because not everything everyone figures out, people are just figuring out how they go. So I wish I, I knew that when I was a little girl because I wasted a lot of time oh. listening to other people's opinions. Yeah. I love that. I love that because I think, I mean, sure, I, I love that. I mean, the second trust your gut because that's what we do. I mean, all the time, you know, it's something, my word, I should go do this. And you ask somebody else and they're like, no, that's not going to work with the market and all of this. And you end up changing. I'm so glad that you absolutely followed your gut because I can see that the jewelry, I was just looking at the pictures. I haven't had the, the chance. I will come to the UK one day and get myself a piece of one of your jewelry. But I just saw 
sure that it's just a it's a beautiful message um, that you're passing through, and I love that you actually you know um, followed your gut so that we can be able to 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 hear your story. So any exciting um, things coming up? Obviously, you've just done the form, the jewelry, and things like that. If people are looking for jewelry, looking for um, anything, Cassandra Lauren, where do they go? Um, dot klgjewelry.com so jewelry the British spelling I can't, can't say it off by heart but there's another thing what I do so yes I do have my commercial side but I do have this social engaging contemporary art practice where I use jewelry as a tool to talk about taboo stuff and social issues so I have an exhibition coming up in London I know it might it might be a too a little bit too far but who knows whoever who might he might come to London it's about looking at the relationship between cancer and jewelry so we talk to people who um who have cancer or affected by cancer get them to design their own jewelry to tell their own cancer journey story because sometimes the cancer story is a bit too clinical or people don't want to talk about it yeah. and it happens to a lot of people and people are suffering in silence so it's about how do they feel about um, themselves and cancer and another thing is um, to tell you listeners is like being a creative is very important I, I became a creative later in my life um, I my mom and everyone's like go to university I've got two degrees I don't use but eventually in my later in my life, I got around to, to like to jewelry. So I have this podcast called Black Creative Handbook where we look at creativity about if you still got a nine to five, if you're trying to figure out how to be creative and you've got like a science degree or something like that, how can you navigate these things yeah. and be creative and have people who support your creative genes? Because it's weird because in every part of our life, we have creativity somewhere, but sometimes you're not always encouraged to use it because people say you don't can't, it's very hard. You can't get any money from that. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know how you feel as a, like a DJ. Did people say, yeah, go ahead, be a DJ? And was people <laughs> super, super supportive? So it's, it's another one of those where it's a side um, thing because I mean, I'm an accountant, right? Two five. And then I do the DJ thing on the, on the side. Yeah, that's basically what it is, which is, I love that because that's, I mean, that's everybody's story. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. You're not going to come to your mom or your parents and be like, hey, yeah, I'm not going to do the creative thing because it's actually, they say, how are you going to earn money? How are you going to make a living and all of that type of stuff? But I think we're coming to a creative world because I mean, most people now are actually able to venture out into creativity, into music, into all these things. Um, whereas when we were growing up, when you speak, you sound like you are the oldest person, but I look at you and I feel like you're 23. So now I'm like, am I allowed to ask for your age? <laughs> you can, you, know, you can, you can. I'm actually 34. You're 34? I could never say. My goodness, you are aging like your jewelry. Let me tell you, uh, you are really, really, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, so I love that. And I didn't even know that, but I love that side with the cancer and mixing the jewelry because they also have a story to tell. And, you know, um, if any one of our listeners are listening to that side, that's something I would be very, uh, very encouraged with, which I really love. I mean, I am too far in South Africa, but one day if I happen to land in the U, I'm literally coming to one of those, which is amazing. Um, any last words? I know, Shane, we're running a little bit late with the internet. No. I just really enjoyed myself. Thank you. I love to connect with, you know, creatives and your and, and your platform. And I feel like all the shows on Active AM, um, Active 
FM, sorry, are doing very good things, you know, from the political, from the current events, from the music. And I just try to just broaden, you know, I feel like I'm a global citizen. Yes. I can't just, just look in the UK for stuff. There's so much, or the US, there's so much stuff going around. I'm very into, you know, South African house and culture. So I'm I'm just very privileged to be here today. So oh, thank that's you so awesome. Much. I'm so glad that you enjoy. We would love to have you one day. And I think the world is coming down a little bit with the restrictions and all of that type of stuff. Soon we'll be sitting across each other on the table going, finally we are meeting so we're very glad to have you with us yeah thank you very much for your time we will check you on the flip side all right thank you so much all right take care like what you're listening to Of course I died. Yeah. He's 
see my life. Yeah. I burn for Christ. Yeah. I used to run and hide. Run and hide. Run and hide. Now I told them, boy, they come outside. Cause I burn for Jesus Christ. Yeah. His name gets glorified. <laughs> of course I died. He saved my life. Yeah. I burn for Christ. Yeah. I used to run and hide. Run and hide.